Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. Hi guys, I'm JT. Hey guys, I'm Joey. And today we are talking about mixing it up, how to combine the Bulletproof for BJJ programs for the best results. Mm. So we do offer a lot of different programs on the site and people often ask like, oh, I'm doing the kettlebell program, but oh, I want to do the strength program. Oh, I've started standards, but can I do standards and do that with the mobility program. And yeah, look, it's one of those things that we get asked about it a lot. So we've thought it would be worthwhile to take the time to explain a little bit more about how each individual one works and how they can work together for you to get the best out of all of it. More recently, I had someone ask me, they would be, they have been doing the foundational strength program mm-hmm. and they've been doing extra mobility, mm. but they're like, can I jump across to standards or can I do a bit of standards program? And a bit of what I'm already doing. And my take on that was, look, I feel that standards is a lot by itself. Like it's its own thing. So when it comes to that particular program, my personal opinion is that people should try and put time and energy to that. What's your take on that, Joe? Yeah, I think the the thing to explain sort of off the bat is that when we design a program, we're designing an experience that will give the user the best outcome. Now, the agreement there is that you will follow the program as it's been designed. Yes. And so it's not about what's this one workout today. It's about how is this workout structured in the context of the next 6, 12, 18, you know, whatever weeks, months. How does workout one and workout two play together? Mm. How does that fit into someone's jujitsu schedule? So for the majority of our programs, foundation strength, it's based on two training days per week. For standards, we decided to go with three. But we also wanted to – we kept it still available for people who only wanted to train twice a week. And we just said, well, you can spread the three workouts over 10 days. Yes. What happens is as this thing evolves, and I think what we're really upfront about is that our research and our thinking and our program design is always evolving. It is. And this is arguably an essential part of the process because – we're always training, we're always getting feedback, we're always finding, discovering new ways to do things. So whenever we release a new program, it's like, oh, this is based off our current thinking. Yeah. And naturally, that's going to eclipse a little bit the ones that came before it. True. Right? Because standards is the newest shit. It is. And what we've experienced, a lot of people are like, oh, look, I'm, I'm on a really good groove with the foundation strength or kettlebell. The standard looks dope. It looks cool. And you're like, well, yeah, like it's cool. It is based on our current thinking. It combines a lot of awesome things. But don't let that derail you because if you're getting good stuff from that. Stick to the plan. Yeah, like there's no rush, right? Because it's not about, I mean, depending on how the person looks at it. But as we see it, it's not like, hey, give our program like six weeks and then leave. Yeah. It's like, no, follow this thing forever. Yeah, Because it, it should if we're doing our job well continue just to make you stronger and more mobile and have greater capacity on the mats perpetually. Definitely. So then it's like, well, if foundation strength is going great, run that. And what I always say to people is like run it for three months. Yes. Run something for three months. So, yeah, this is another factor. And we had done an explanation piece, but essentially the way that we 
program is in six-week blocks. Like we, we have a cycle, one cycle is six weeks. Because really this is the least amount of time you want to spend on something to be able to adapt to it. And then we get to the next cycle, we will change the exercises slightly, but the movements will be similar. So you are getting better at those same movements, but maybe with a slightly harder variation or a slightly more skillful different. variation. Yeah, different. But I, what I'd say is this, is when you look at something like the kettlebell program, it is set up to get progressively harder over time. It is structured so that you're learning some skills. Now we're going to make that a bit harder again. And then when you get to cycles five and six, like you're six months in, you're using two kettlebells now. It's getting far more complicated. It's pretty hectic. It is. It's tough. You can only do that if you've consistently trained in that at least twice a week for that period of time. Yeah, and done cycles one to four. One to four. That's yeah. right. You, you can't, can't just... really jump in at that without any prior experience. No, that's just kind of irresponsible. So, yeah. And that's the thing which I... You will this... wreck yourself. <laughs> well. I mean, if that's what you're into, but I mean, jiu-jitsu is going to wreck you. So we really want the workouts. Yeah, so what's the worst that we could do? <laughs> Mate, <laughs> just give you a few calluses, really. But I know I think ultimately that the mistake or the misunderstanding is people are like, yo, how about this workout? We're not about workouts, people. Like that is the white belt mentality of training. It's like, oh, look at this technique. It's like, yeah, but it's just something that you've pulled out of nowhere. It has no context. It's also the influencer life that we're all very influenced by these days, isn't it? Sure. It I'm, looks that oh that looks hot. Yeah, I mean you look no, at that's cool. You look at some of these big accounts and they're like, try this workout and you're like, it's not the workout. No. It's what you do for the next hour isn't gonna make a huge difference in your life. No. It's what you consistently do over time. Yeah. And that's why with all of our programs, guys, we do make sure that it is planned over those six, twelve you know, 24, like it's planned out over a year basically that you will be able to progress, stick to the program and get better without plateauing. And really that is one of the biggest problems. People just get one workout, their mate gave them and they just do it forever and they wonder why they don't improve. They're like, oh, I'm showing up, I'm doing it, but they're not getting better. So if we rewind a little bit and we look at somebody who maybe does want to do a bit of kettlebells because they're interested but they still want to be doing – maybe train at home, a bit of home gym. What's your advice around that, Joe, if somebody does want to mix the programs? Mix and match. Yeah, look, I think mixing is fine, but I think you do need to choose one program that you do completely. Main thing. Yeah, so say you go like, oh, kettlebell program's my jam. I do that twice a week. I complete it fully, uh, and I want to add in a third workout. Yep. So then pick one from home workout. Yes. You know, and make it the same workout each week. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, but instead of alternating between workout one and one workout, workout two, two, stick to workout one where you're like, let's say it's squats and pressing strength. Yes. It just means that every week you are fulfilling squats yep. and pressing strength. And, and that's something else that you have to know too, guys, that if you don't follow our program, the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> Why are you here? Gosh, idiot. No, look, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. We've got workout one and workout two as the basis because we set our, our minimum standard as two lifting sessions a week. And we want to encourage people to be doing mobility most days. I mean, look, if you can fit it in three times a week or if you can fit it in around your jiu-jitsu, that's good. But ideally, you'd, you'd be working on improving the, the bits of your body you can't move to improve it like on a regular basis because that is the most effective way. So 
workout one is different to workout two. And we've done that so that you are not overtraining and that you're ticking as many boxes as possible. But ideally, if you are only doing like as part of the program one day out of two days and you're doing that over weeks, to get better and to get improvement, it is worthwhile, like Joe said, to stick to that same workout. If your Saturday workout is the home gym one, just stick with day one, like workout one, and, and just chip away at that. Yeah. Because a lot of our stuff, and it's interesting, so you had um, recently spoken to old mate Strong Camps, right? Yes. And a lot of what he talks about is taking skill out. Like yep. his Instagram, he's like, don't worry about skills. Like we just got to get some pump, Yeah, you know? And he's, simple. he's a very athletic guy. He's super jacked. But what I think is interesting about it is jujitsu is highly skilled. Yeah. Like it requires balance. It requires agility. You know, just being jacked isn't good enough. Yeah. What we have programmed into your exercises is some of them require balance. Some require agility. Some require a multitude of things in one. The great thing about that is you are not only getting stronger, but you are getting more mobile and becoming more skillful in your movement. That can make it hard. So if you only do it once a week, it will be hard to get better at it. So it's it's important for you to get the good exposure to it regularly to, for you to get the most out of it. And that's what we're talking about today is like how do you get the most bang for your buck when you are using what we do? Yeah, I think one of the things to point out there that maybe doesn't jump out at people who are a bit less initiated with this strength and mobility training life is that there is a, an element of skill acquisition in order to do the exercise as well. Yeah. So, you know, when we say, hey, here's a barbell deadlift and let's say you've got maybe some experience but not that much, you are not going to be making strength gains Initially. specifically from day one. No. You were, yeah, it's going to be like challenging your body. It's going to be making things stronger, but more so you're going to be becoming more comfortable with the act yeah. of deadlifting. Yeah, uh, te- technique efficiency. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, and you know, there's different ways to articulate this. Pavel loves to say strength is skill. Yeah. Right, and you know, obviously if you look at people who are incredibly strong, take JT as an example, you look at how he deadlifts and how he does his get up, it is highly refined and, a, and skillful in that he's practiced it many, many, many thousands of times. And yeah, it's made his body stronger, but he's now really good at that activity. So what we need to understand is the the attraction, I think, is, hey, if I do this one workout, it's going to make me stronger. No, if you do that one workout, it's going to start you on this journey of, of strength development. And that's why you need to do it again next week and the week after. Yeah. And that's why it's like you get strong when you've been doing intelligent strength training and mobility training for a couple of years. Over time. It's hard because when you're starting out, you're not thinking like, hey, this is me now and this is yeah. the relationship and let's go for the next decade. Yes. You kind of want to see like, oh, how strong can I get in the next couple of months? Sure. You know, and, and arguably a couple of months is great as it's, a starting point, but yeah. it really is about that ongoing sort of thing. And so when we're talking about like you're doing the workouts, they're essentially for a cycle, they're the same workout, but that's what you need to get better. That's right. And I think that, like, say the thing that we poked fun at, like the the, um, the stuff you see on Instagram and whatnot of people who are like, try this workout, try this crazy exercise routine, or the men's health shit that's like, yeah. try this triple set for your biceps, mm. right? Um, I don't know if they put that shit in Women's Health magazine. But, um, well, I have seen more recently, like, just looking at my partner's Instagram feed. Yeah. She loves to scroll, and I'm looking over her shoulder. There's all these, like, animated – it's not even real women – 
it's like a cartoon of a woman. It's got her with like a fat belly and the belly shrinks. And then next to her is the exercises three, she three exercises. Yeah. But it's not a real woman. Dude, you, you get these an, on those bodybuilding accounts. Yeah, it's just an animation. You're like, yeah. oh, I guess it kind of looks like an anime woman. Like, well, I was like, what is that? And she's yeah. like, are these exercises any good? And I'm like, that is irrelevant. Like, yeah. what's your goal? She's like, yeah, but are they good? And you're like, <laughs> like fuck, okay, they what, are good. What and did you like, eat Thank for you, dinner. that's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I you think, got great dental health. Did you brush your teeth once last year? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the funny thing. So even talking with people who are good at jiu-jitsu, who are maybe not as well informed about uh, strength training or exercise, like, well, what's the point? Why would I spend time lifting weights when as soon as I stop doing it, the strength goes away? Like, why would I bother? Yeah. They're like, what do you talk? What? Why would you stop? I eat the food, but I just get hungry again. So why, why bother eating? Why even bother? It's Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's this is a just a – one, it's a misconception. And two, it's just a really immature way to look at how the world works. You're not going to become a millionaire by saving 100 bucks. You've got to chip away. And what I think – and I, I love this analogy because it's a simple one. And it, it really registers because a lot of people don't think that they have to um, – they don't have to save or work to be entitled or be privileged to do jiu-jitsu because we just show up to jiu-jitsu and your coach says to you, just come, chopping wood, gathering wood. Can we, can we speak to this, Joe? Because I think this is a, a powerful metaphor and the more people hear it, the better they understand. Yeah, sure. Uh, it comes from Justin Lang, friend of ours. Shout out. Um, great coach here in Sydney, but he said he likens strength and mobility training. The stuff that you do in the gym is the gathering of wood, and then the training of jujitsu is the burning of wood. Right. And so, what he's talking about there is like one of the activities sort of builds your capacity and gives your body good things, and then the other one is you essentially using that resource, and that's that's using your body and that resource is finite and, you know, if you use it irresponsibly, you will, you know, you will fuck that resource up. <laughs> exactly. So, he, you know, it alludes to there needs to be a balance. You can't just burn firewood nonstop. You have to also be gathering firewood. Yeah. Otherwise, you're throwing your leg on the fire. That's right. And then it's, you're injured and you're in big trouble. What we've done is by structuring out these programs, not only is there strength there, but we have mobility too. And even though we encourage all of you out there to find the best exercises that work for you, whether you're trying to open up your shoulders or you need a bit of help with your ankles, your ankles are a bit stiff, maybe it's your hips, um, to have a warm-up routine, to do that before class, just your own little thing, and then take some time after class to stretch. We literally have the dynamic and the static elements. And what's funny is uh, this is a shout-out to Kim Cousins, Oh yeah, um, who has? What's the name of their podcast? Roll, Roll or, die. or die. Yeah, yeah. So Kim's awesome, black belt out of absolute MMA in in the city, and a good friend of mine, savage woman, very fit, very strong. When she approached me about starting bulletproof this a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, I don't know if you need it. Like she's so trained, she's done. She, you know, she's such a fit lady, and she's always she's always been lifting weights. She's a single mom, three boys. She's a monster. And you meet her, she's a lovely human, but she's a beast in the gym. She actually came back to me and said, those mobility routines are so hard. <laughs> she's like, I'm sweating, I'm working. 
She's like, I feel like it was harder than the lifting. Yeah. And she's possibly not the most mobile human, but like she's very capable and she just couldn't believe how much effort went into working on improving her range and doing the flexibility thing. Well, it's very, it's very subjective, isn't it? Because yeah. if you're like, if you, if you train hard yes, and arguably people that anyone listening that trains jujitsu is probably geared towards training hard, yes, you know, then, then you, then you're used to that and you're like, ah, oh, we're rolling now. We're getting after it. Same thing. Like if you're used to pushing weights and staying strong, it's like, yeah, I can yeah, heavy strength workouts or whatever. Like I can, I'm dealing with that. But then the mobility thing is a different, it's a different fire to jump into. Mm. And if you're not used to it, you're like, man, this fucking, this is hard. It's kind of like going from, I don't know, you train hop keto or something and then you come to a jiu-jitsu class you're like, yeah, but I do martial arts. And then you're rolling and you're like, I don't oh, do this. This is different. <laughs> yeah, this is a different thing. So it's kind of that, that idea. And I think as a strength enthusiast, I think we all tend to look at, mob- I mean, I, I don't, I think you, you don't, but typically a strength enthusiast would look at mobility and go, that's the soft stuff. They're just stretching. Yeah, like it's the easy that's, stuff. Yeah, it's a cop out. And then you get in and you're like, oh, no, this is not easy. This hurts. Yeah, yeah. This is challenging. And there's, and there's a real resistance there because generally you're like, oh, it doesn't feel good. I don't like it. I don't want it. The, and I think that that's why it's not as, why people don't attach to it the same. Yeah. It's, well, it's hard, right? Because it, there's no ego stroke. You lift a heavier weight. You can go, yeah, I feel good. Yeah. Say you can't touch your toes, but you do some mobility and now you're maybe you're like five centimeters closer to touching your toes, but you're still not touching your toes. And it still hurts. It's still uncomfortable. You're not posting that on Instagram. Yeah. Hey guys, check out my gains. Yeah. Even somebody who doesn't know jujitsu, doesn't know weightlifting, they see you doing a big deadlift. They go, oh, that looks heavy. Yeah. You know, they, but you try and touch your toes and, and you're like, it's not that heavy, bro. But then your head, you're like, <laughs> it's it's hard to appreciate and what's interesting i was chatting to chloe mm-hmm. who's our kind of resident contortionist and oh that chloe yeah chloe, yeah. yeah yeah and uh chloe bethany she's uh, uh one of our trainers here super flexible super strong super pixie woman i said to her what's it like you know touching because you've done that you've done the head to toe yeah like touch your head to your toe and the goal so for some of you out there you may not even be aware that this is anatomically possible but if you work hard enough, long enough, and your legs are short enough, you can effectively put your big toe in your mouth with your leg completely straight. That, that was my goal. That was your I'd goal. I'd never heard anyone talk about that, but I'm like, head to toe is not enough. I want toes in mouth. Whoa, bro. Head to toe, as somebody who struggles with forward fold, and I'm working on it. I'm getting better. I'm definitely getting better. But man. I try to help all my training partners with that when I stack them. <laughs> Just fold them in up. Yeah, let me help put you get there. Put your toe in your mouth. Yeah. Just straighten your leg. Yeah. Or let me pass your guard. She's like, it hurts real bad. Like even when you're a really flexible person, you still get that neural discomfort. Like it, it gets yeah. easier, like you get more range. Yeah. But when you hit your end range, it's still not the most fun in the world. No, but you know, like anything, right? It's not fun getting stacked by your training partner either. No. But when, you, when you've done jiu-jitsu for a bit, you're like, eh, eh, I can deal with the pressure. Part of the game. Yeah, and so I think that there is like an adaptation that occurs where you just get – used to that type of training you accept it and i like i mean correct me if i'm wrong but the vast majority of feedback we get from our users like we get a bunch of feedback across a a bunch of things but the thing that stands out is like that mobility shit changed my life saved me yeah Yeah, that like hey man i love the strength programs great yep awesome but that mobility shit that's the fucking key yeah and i think it's for people who can do it and go how i'm going to give myself to this for whatever the next six weeks 
who are like, oh my God, you see it because you, one, you feel it. It takes, it removes aches and pains. It removes like tension you're holding that you didn't know about, but it also just increases your performance drastically because all of a sudden a position or a, or a technique in jiu-jitsu that wasn't available to you now is. It's unlocked. And again, it's not, it's not like you like, oh my God, I couldn't do X before and now I can, but it's like my guard was really quite dynamic today or, yeah. you know, or I got stacked and I wasn't just thinking about my spine snapping. Of course. Like I was actually able to Work hang out there. for a bit, think, yeah, get out of there. So I think once you notice those things, it's like very exciting. Yeah, and here's the other <clears> thing too. Let's flip that. Let's say you're just somebody who, who doesn't really train like outside of jiu-jitsu, you're jiu-jitsu puritan, which is kind of weird, but sure. But you, you just do jiu-jitsu because you love it and you don't lift weights and you don't do stretches and you haven't got time, blah, blah, blah. Think this. When you do jiu-jitsu, you take a lot of load in your body and also you get bent into all kinds of crazy positions. But because we enjoy the rush of it, we go, that's fine, I'll, I'll cop that. You don't want to do this extra stuff, but – you do have to do the other stuff because ultimately there is this price to pay. If you don't pay little installments now, you pay a big price later when it comes to surgeries and disability and all kinds of problems. Yeah, lack of meniscus, lack of connective tissue. And look, people can talk all that pride thing like, you know, like, oh, I never tap and all this. It's just – it's kind of ignorant, right? Like taking those injuries, if we can actually look at those people who didn't tap, they are now quite crippled. <laughs> yeah, you, you know? don't see like many kind of 30-year-old onwards age people talking about that. There's not It's the 20-year-olds. Yes. Because you can get away with that shit, and yeah. we all did. Yes. But I think that that's the thing is like you look at you look at the grit of the competitors and the 80s and you're like, "Fuck yeah, I want that." And you can do that unless you're that age. Mm. You won't get away with it in the same way. And neither will they. Like, no, everyone they, they pays pay the piper, ultimately. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and this is not throwing shade on any of those folks because I, I strongly believe, and I'm sure you agree, it's almost a rite of passage to be like a young adult and be in this game that's incredibly physical and be able to just throw yourself into it with reckless abandon. Sure. Like, you've got to do that to then understand, oh, yeah, I can't do that forever. No. You know. Oh, you got to go there to come back. Yeah. I heard this line many years ago and I'm like, that sounds stupid. Like that sounds obvious. But no, it's true. Like you, you have to learn out of your own experience. But we've had the experience. Yeah. We, we've done that. We've thrashed ourselves. We've done the lifting. We've done the stretching. We've done all these different things. And we're like, well, what is the easiest way for somebody to balance this? And that's really what's at the heart of this. And actually had a guy, uh, you probably remember Joe, he messaged us. He said, oh, it's not enough. Mm. He was an ex-crossfitter. He might have been an ex-triathlete. He's like, this training... See the one that came through the Facebook group and was like, "Yeah, I need to make it harder. I need more. Like, why isn't this harder? And yeah, but like, he also prefaced that with, I always burn myself my out. Shoulders I've are, gone way too hard over my shoulders years. are wrecked. I take it to the extreme. <laughs> yeah. And I need it to be harder. I need it to be harder. Yeah. So, look... Did he die? <laughs> I don't... I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. If you're out there, Gerald... No, I, I can't remember the gentleman's I name. I just touched wood. But no, no, no... I, we all want to challenge ourselves and I believe that jiu-jitsu is challenging enough already. So the reason why we've condensed and simplified these workouts because simple doesn't equal easy. Mm. I think sometimes when people look at our programming, they're like, Fuh, what? That's, what's that, six exercises? I need more. Why isn't it 12 exercises? You don't need 12 exercises to get stronger and to also get more flexible. You don't. 
it's it's not that complicated. No, that's right. I mean, the proof is go do the thing, give it a yeah. run for three months, and if it doesn't work for you, um, you know, you can come on the podcast and debate us about it. Yeah, like, like you know, it works. Yeah, yeah it, it really it. does. And, and there's and, so many people out there, which is really cool. And you know, it's not blowing our own horn. It's just people giving us feedback, going, "Man, this is a great program." I got lots of benefits from this. Yeah. And that's just nice. That's what we do it for. But what you should know in terms of how the programs, we didn't make them to combine them. We made them progressively over time to give optionality. So if you're at home, you can train at home. If you've got access to a gym, you can train in the gym. And we brought the kettlebells in because obviously lockdown came through and people needed more training options. So, you know, a kettlebell or two is very handy. And then also... Because we want you to uh, focus on looking after your body, we've given various different ways that you can stretch and improve the way you move. Balancing these two is a juggling act. And when you start to, as much as you can do two days of one, and if you want to chuck in a third day, you can. But we are, we are trying to get you to primarily focus on your jiu-jitsu. We don't want you to be a gym hero. We're not trying to get you to be the biggest, strongest, buffest person in the gym. We want you to spend kind of like minimum amount, the least amount, minimum effective dose in the gym so you can train more in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, and think about like going back to that point about the skill aspect of learning to, to strength train. It's, it's kind of why we don't include like Olympic weightlifting in the program. Yeah. Right, like clean and jerk, great snatch, great exercises. Amazing. But it takes a huge amount of time and practice. It's its own art. Yeah, to develop, to develop the technique efficiently to the point where you can use it. So when we choose our exercises, they're based on like, okay, there, there does have to be some skill acquisition. But like JT just said, we want you to focus on jiu-jitsu and arguably you want to focus on jiu-jitsu too. So our exercise choices are kind of based with that in mind or chosen with that in mind. Um, what I wanted to mention was like, and this is almost like a couple of FAQs, but – the only program that's th- that, that we do want you to combine, right, is the mobility program. Yes. And the way that we structured it for the most part is the strength programming is like two days a week and each of those is a workout. The mobility stuff is more like a seasoning that you would apply across your week. So instead of having like, oh, Wednesdays and Fridays I do my mobility workout, it would be more the case of here's like a short 10 to 15-minute routine, do a few of these a week. Now, because most jiu-jitsu practitioners are already on the mats, our recommendation is use these as a warm-up and use, the, and use these ones as a cool-down. Exactly. But if that doesn't work for you, if you're like, no, 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 like I, my, my time for that is like when I get up in the morning or before I go to bed, that's great. You do it then. And I have had a lot of people ask that, like can I do those warm-up cool-downs at different times? Absolutely. Do them anytime you need to. Yeah. What's important is that you get it done. Exactly. And I, I, I think kind of in summary coming back on this, we have just started the build on the app. Yes, we have. Very exciting. People have spoken. I'm, I'm fucking. We've been we've been wanting this for a long time. We have, and it's it's a process, guys. I think that's something we won't bore you with the details. But the exciting thing now is, I think a good advancement in the programming we've had, and the feedback recently has been that yeah, there's some challenging standards as a program is quite challenging. You know, we wanted the standard to be high. So, you know, we've classified different movements at different weights and reps and sets as white belt level, blue belt level, purple belt, brown belt, black belt. And and that's really hard. <laughs> and there's no bias on gender, you know. It's, yep. it's based on power to weight ratio. Yep. So if you're a lightweight person and you're strong, you, you might do quite well. But you have to be 
good at the six strength movements as well as the six mobility movements. It's not one or the other. It's not like, oh, I'm so good at all the strength ones but not the mobility. You have to hold your standard at the belt level across them all. Yeah. But what I wanted to talk about relevant to that was the idea of the program being alive. Yeah. So, you know, if you get better at pull-ups really quickly, which isn't necessarily the case for everyone, but you can progress. But maybe you're still struggling with your lower body mobility. You've got to just chip away at that. That works there. And that's okay because everybody advances differently. Or say you're someone who gets better at squats really quickly. And so workout two, day two is very leg heavy. You're killing that and you're doing really well and your legs are getting stronger, but you're struggling with pull-ups. That's okay. You can still work at that level, but still progress the lower body. And I think that is actually something really positive. And, you know, we're looking at including different functionality in our app. And I I think that this is going to be really beneficial because I don't see many programs out there that are working in this way. No, yeah, I, I think the the overwhelming sort of feedback over the years has been, hey, the product's really good, but it's a bit clunky doing it through a website. Yeah, the website is. Which is bit- kind of mobile responsive and it's it, it's okay. Yep. And I think five years ago, 10 years ago, it would have been fine. Mm. But these days, you know, apps are great. Yep. And people are like, hey, I, I need this to be easier for me to access. Yep. So we've been, JT and I have been researching it for so long. We finally just committed to, all right, we found a group of people we can collaborate with. Good team. They're going to help us develop it. Um, the app for for you guys, so you know, will be ready at the end of the year. Oh, yes. So they're talking like, I think it was like two days before Christmas. Oh. Yeah, giddy up. Oh, it's exciting. And, you know, like both Joe and I have our own requirements. And I guess because we're looking at every other app that's out there in terms of health and fitness and bring that relevant to jujitsu, it's how can we make this so that you really enjoy it? And we enjoy it too. So... I'm excited because I know that we put a lot of thought and effort into the programming and now we're putting that same level of thought and effort into this app. So I'm I'm pumped. It it can't come soon enough for me because, yeah, I I think that this is going to be the big difference in people sticking with it and that's really what we want. I think the hardest thing being a trainer over the last 20 years is the people who chip away consistently win. Oftentimes people come in with big energy at the start of the year or whenever, their moment of inspo, and it, it, it barely lasts three months. Yeah. But you get that person who's kind of maybe a, not a quiet achiever, but you know the person who just keeps showing up. They're not talking about it and not post it. They're just in there all the time. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Ray is a good example of that. Ray is a great example. She just told me. Shout out to Queen Ray Ray. Ray Ray. Big power. All day Ray. All day Ray. And now famous Ray. She is so consistent and she's actually super – she'd do a get-up with 24 kilos. Yeah. Mate, yep. she, she is strong and she's just this quiet achiever. She's a white belt. Yep. She has had so many gains, I feel, just from the outside. I don't – she's part of Joe's um, small group. No, yeah, what you see is absolutely what's going on. She, everyone's like, God damn, she's strong. She's getting good. Yeah. And she's just sticking to the program. So I feel that – the app and 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 the, the the ease of use will really help people, and that's why I'm really excited. Yeah, and look, between now and then, there's a lot of shit for us to do, but we've already. I mean, here's the thing: when you build something like what we've built, we could tell you a thousand things that are wrong with it. Yeah, uh, absolutely, so, so yeah, many I mean, mistakes. Yeah, but arguably, like, there's always going to be things that you're like, we could do that better. That could be improved. That needs to change, right? Yeah. So this process of like build 
put it out there, rebuild, edit, change. Like it's ongoing. And so between now and the release of the app, we've already got a bunch of things in the pipeline to add to the program or change relevant to our mobility program, relevant to standards, creating some more intro levels for that and just fleshing it out further. So for those of you who are using it, expect to see some cool stuff even before the app is released. Definitely. But then once the app is there, it's going to be baller. Killer. Um, Guys, thank you. Good chat. Hey, if you want some help with your training um, and you didn't listen to the last 35 minutes, we actually have a program. You should check it out. What it does is go to bulletproofforbjj.com right now, sign up for a free trial and use the code BJJ podcast to get 20% off your subscription. Uh, you can also support us on Patreon if you want to do that. And we have a YouTube account, which is banging. It's getting there. You may not know, but all of these episodes are available to watch on the YouTube so you can see our heads. Go and check that out. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Thank you for supporting. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys.